0: and a dissension and factions and stir it up. And Paul says that is a work of the flesh. Okay, gossip, and I put often people stir it up because it's manipulative and it makes them feel powerful. Gossip is a kind of, in preoccupation with others, is part of strife. Why? Because it sets divisions up. Okay, God is interested in unity. Not that we're all uniform like our poor Amish friends thought, that everybody had to have the same button and the same shoe and the same pants, same language. Unity is of the heart, not of our skin color or what we're wearing. That's right, okay? God hates divisive conduct, and we're told to eject them from the fellowship. And for those visiting and for those who are new here, I have ejected people from this place. Some of y'all remember seeing me do it. And I did it because they were divisive, and they created factions and created problems. You go, really? In this little place? They did. In the middle of a service. Of a service. And so we're told as the pastor to get rid of those kind of people. They create a problem. So you, you, with heart broken, you invite them to leave. So well, you, well, of we, also tried to we don't need to go into all the details. To to <laughs> see, I said, we're going to have a stir it up right now. When they stir it up and bring chaos, when they engage in disputes, creating factions. Believers are called to a ministry of reconciliation and unity. We are called to reconcile and to unify. That's what we're called to do. So be careful when you're making a comment. I am on Facebook or something. I think, well, will this help me in my testimony or not? Some people are so stupid you can't fix them anyway. And they're not going to believe anything anyway, so it removes my platform to maybe have some chance to speak spiritual truth in their lives. And it's hard for me, being a lawyer, I just got to pass. You know, Quick, someone come grab my hands, I'm about to type something. You know? And last, envying, envyings, drunkenness, and carousing. Envying means when you want something that somebody else has, and you don't even want them to have it. That's what envy is. Drunkenness, well, we know what that is. And carousing, I think we know what that is. Paul, Tim, is saying that people who behave like this and who habitually and continuously live like this are not going to be in heaven. Why? Because they're probably not saved. Do you see what Paul's saying? People that have just, their whole life's marked by, yeah, he was a carouser and a drunk. Well, probably didn't have the Holy Spirit in him anyway. Rather, a person who lives continually, yeah, we're not able to lose our salvation but a person who lives continually on such a level of moral depravity gives very strong evidence that they were never a child of God to begin with. Do you all follow me? Some people say that, you know, well, I accepted Jesus when I was four, but there's no redemptive work in their life since then. You have to question. But you know what? It's not even ours to question. I used to say, oh, yeah, so-and-so is a Christian. I don't know if anybody in here is a Christian. Okay, because I don't know what you've personally done, but I can look at the fruits of your life. You know, I don't even, I don't even need to make comment. It doesn't matter. What, it doesn't matter what I think, right? When you stand before the judgment throne of God, that's what matters. So what is the end of all this? First off, the devil can't make you do it. The devil cannot make you do it, Israel. He's not there. It's your flesh that's making you do things. Okay? Don't give portals to... Don't give entrance to the dark side because it's there and it's real, okay? And I read that book and I'm probably going to preach on it maybe for a three or four week series. It's so intense and so big that I, I didn't realize how grand it was as I read this book and I'm and I'm now going and looking at scriptures in it. The bottom line is James, the brother of Jesus, said, resist the devil. He says, submit to God. So number one, say, Lord, I submit to you. Number two, You resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Sometimes you've got to resist him and run in the other direction. You might have been involved in drug addiction. I'm thinking of someone that was. They can't go back around where they used to live. They're just unable to do that. And so you figure out whatever it takes for you to resist the devil, all right? Sometimes it means turning and running from an area. But God's word promises that if you resist the devil, he'll flee from you. That's a promise, okay? Not made by me, but made by the Lord. So the words this morning are, let's don't be people that, are, that have our lives characterized by the deeds of the flesh. Realize there's a war going on within you. It's a great war. But you are on the winning side if you will avail yourself of the victorious Holy Spirit that is within you. Amen? All right. Now we're going we're gonna, to observe the lord's supper which we talked about last week in our in our bible class our systematic theology class and this is something we do in obedience okay we talked about it this is our covid safe thing so in a minute after we've said uh after i've read the account where paul was taught by the holy spirit it's interesting paul didn't know jesus personally So we think, we, meaning theologians, think that Paul for 10 years was instructed by the Lord. Paul even says that, for he says this, and I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 23. He says, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. So he said, I got from this message from the Lord, and I gave it to you all. That the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we do this to remember him, okay? We don't do this to have grace administered to us. We don't do this because of some other reason. He says, do this in remembrance of me. It's one of the commands. It's an ordinance along with baptism. And, Joey, if you don't mind me announcing, it's two weeks from today or three? Two weeks from today, uh, Joey is going to have a believer's baptism and Kelton's going (laughs) to baptize him. So he says, in the same manner, he took the cup after supper. Why? Because he was having a Passover meal. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. What he was saying is that Mosaic covenant that you lived under. Now doesn't apply to you. There's a new covenant in my blood. And in the same way that when God's people left Egypt, they were told to put the blood of an innocent lamb on the doorposts of their homes. Now Jesus is saying, you take my blood and you're going to apply it to the doorposts of your heart. Okay? And that's what's happening here. For as often as you eat this bread, that means whenever you get together, do it and drink the cup. Proclaim the Lord's death, and I would say his, his burial and his res- resurrection until he comes, okay? Then he goes through some warnings about examining yourself, meaning it's not my job to examine you to see if you're worthy to take this. It is your job to examine your own heart. And so this is the Lord's Supper. It's the Lord's table. It's not a Baptist table. It's not a Gr- Union Grove table. This is the Lord's Supper in his alone. And the only reason you're disqualified from taking this is if you don't know him as your personal Savior. And two, if in this congregation you're at, in a dispute with somebody where you just spit nails every time you see them. All right. He's saying if you're in that kind of a horrible situation, then don't do this. Get that straightened out and then come and do it. Because this is communion. It's holy communion. Communion with one another and communion with the Lord. Amen. So we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and I'm going to ask, uh, would you please just thank the Lord for the body and blood, and I'm going to get the dobro out. Okay, and then we're going to let people come up.
1: Lord Jesus, we thank you for giving us hope in these days. Lord, when we look to you, you give us peace that passes understanding And the only way we can know that you give us that peace is when we do have situations that we don't understand, where we feel insecure, where we feel vulnerable. But Lord, you can reach deep into all of us and you can give us your Holy Spirit in a big way so that we can cling to you, Lord. We can take these elements that represent your body and your blood. And Lord, I know that the eucharist which is called in some churches it means thanksgiving and just like those houses that i saw in north carolina with the thank you jesus signs in the yard lord we want that we want that sign on our heart as we take communion today let us lord please let us just have a sense of gratitude towards you as we take this body and this blood and um Thank you for providing us the privilege to do so. In your name we pray, amen.
0: Okay, Hey, guys, we're going to do a special that uh, the, the team put together while I was gone, the band. And uh, it's a great song by Chris Christopherson. And, and Larry and I got to see Chris give his testimony on a special of when he came to Jesus and he went home that night and wrote this song. So as we begin this, I'm going to ask, uh, Judy, why don't you just go, uh, just a second, go uh, row by row and folks come up and get the elements and hold them until everybody's been served and then we'll be done with the song and then we'll take them together.
1: Yeah, but Judy, I don't think we need you, Judy. You can...
0: Okay, well, maybe not. we need not. Judy for They can it just come matter. up and do it. Just tell them what to do, then.
1: Well, I need you with my heart. But just don't
0: everyone come up at once. Let's do it yeah, by rows. Yeah, just row by row. Start First by row. the front row, favor, you'll go, and then the second row, so on and forth, forth. But both
1: sides, yeah.
2: Why me, Lord? What have I ever done To deserve even one Of the pleasures I have known Help me, Lord, what did I ever do that was worth loving you, or the kindness you've shown? Lord, help me, Jesus, I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus, I know. Maybe, Lord, I can show someone else what I've been through myself on my way back to you, Lord, help Let's sing that chorus one more time. Lord, help me, Jesus, I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus, I know who I am, but now souls in your hands, Jesus, my souls in your hands.
0: When I heard Chris Christopherson give that testimony, it was one of the most sincere testimonies, uh, Larry, I've ever heard. Because he got to the point in telling it, he couldn't even talk. He just looked down from the camera. And, you know, we all need to ask, why me, Lord? It's because he that knew no sin was made sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He just loved you that much that he gave himself for you. I don't know why God came in the form of a man and subjected himself to human cruelty, but he did it, and it was a, an exchange we won't understand, and we remember that today. That's the point. So whatever this has meant to you before, my prayer is that it will mean a little bit more to you today. Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Baruch ata Elohenu Eloheinu melech haolam, ha lehem min ha Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, that brings forth bread from the earth. Take this and eat it, knowing that Christ died for you. So let's take the bread.
2: This is a
0: challenge <laughs> in the same way they were in a passover meal and they took the third cup which was if i've told you before the cup of redemption <clears throat> jesus held it up and he said these words baruchata <clears throat> adonai eloheinu melech haolam pri blessed are you o lord our god king of the universe who brings forth fruit from the vine Take this and drink, knowing that Christ's blood was shed for you, and be thankful. Lord, thank you for your body. Thank you for your blood, your body that was broken for me and for everyone in this room, and your blood that was shed for each of us, that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we thank you for this time together today. Thank you for a safe trip back. We love you, Lord. We remember you today with gratitude in our hearts. And God's people said, amen. Amen. The offering, offering, uh, Sue, is the offering still being taken in the back in the bread box? We have bread boxes in the back after the uh, Aaronic blessing that Aaron prayed over the people. We'll dismiss. We'll start with the back row first. If you're going to socialize, go outside to socialize. Let's don't have a cluster here in the aisle and get all exposed to one another. Thank you all for coming. I know that it takes a certain amount of, I don't know, just desire to come out and, and, and continue to not forsake the gathering together. I appreciate it. I am so grateful that I have a congregation that loves me, prays for me, and miss me. So y'all stand, please. And thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Mathis, for coming our way this morning. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you. And may he give you perfect peace in Jesus. For it is in his name and with thanksgiving in our hearts for you, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. You are dismissed.